All right, hello and welcome back to the Foxy Property Chat podcast. Jake, Phoebe, how are we on this Wednesday? You first. I would have <laughs> called in sick if I worked for someone today, so I have a stiff neck and a bung eye, so I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm better than that. So. <laughs> I don't set the bar very high. Anyway. Right at home, uh, home staging says hello, team. Hey, team. Hello. Hey, hey. Um, how are we? All right, well, let's um, just a bit of general. Shit chat, how's the last week and a half gone? How's well, you've been the gone. Boys, yeah. <laughs> the boys back at um, school, your yeah, boys. They are back at school, grades yep. uh, one and three now. That's yep. gone fast, but uh, yeah, the week's been good. A busier week this week. And last yeah. week we had um, public holiday on Thursday and the team was off. We gave everyone the day off on Friday, so mm -hmm. long weekend. Um, you've been away for the since uh -huh. Wednesday as well yep. for, for the week, so... So we um, went down to Melbourne, Kirsten and I went down to Melbourne last oh yeah, week, and yeah, it was fantastic. So we went and visited a whole bunch of suppliers, found an amazing, um, really awesome new supplier that has just started up down there. Um, they are servicing Australia-wide. and that? Elm. No, 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 I have not one to keep secrets. Yeah. Um, Elm Living, so they are, um, they're fantastic. So um, I, just let us know if you want their number. I highly, highly recommend them. I was really impressed with their showroom, and I did place a six. Can order. Yes, she did. Yes. I saw that one. Um, and we've just had our delivery actually this morning arrived from Albi, so that was good. Seven, seven pallets ready to be um, unboxed. Lovely. Yeah, so mm. it did well there too, but it's been a hot week. Yeah, stinking. Yeah, gross. Tomorrow's supposed to be 34. All right, let's jump into to the questions. Claire Juren, Interiors. We'd love to know your go to solution for hanging wall art. What do you think is the best fixture? And how do you overcome clients' reluctance to drill holes? So I think we've done a blog post on this, where mm. we've got photos of everything. Um, so if you jump onto our blog, you'll be able to see, you'll be able to search that. But um, honestly, as far as a go-to goes, it really just depends on the weight of the artwork. So we refuse to use 3M hooks. Any of those um, hooks that will come off, uh, any of those temporary hooks, we don't use them. We'll have a very uh, transparent conversation with our vendors about that because what ends up happening, especially up here in the humidity, they fall down and our artwork breaks and it also causes damages, damage to the property. So we save everybody heartache by just saying no to the 3M temporary hooks. Um, instead, what we do are permanent fixtures. We have little gold hooks for artwork that is less than two kilo. And then we've got rock plugs with a screw for anything that is Bigger than that, and masonry nails for anything that's tricky and hard like a brick. And what's your conversation for people who don't want or ask about or are right. hesitant to use uh, put holes in the wall? So we don't go crazy with artwork. So that, that's one of the biggest... Uh, firstly, I acknowledge their concerns. Um, I, I totally understand they've just spent all that money on getting house repainted and it's looking brand new and fresh. Um, but artwork is integral to pulling everything together. So um, to draw the eye up, to make sure that we're distracting from anything that we need to distract from, to making sure it looks like an um, end finished product, we do need the artwork. Some people describe it like icing on the cake, um, that it's not a finished product. For me, I, my recommendation is I would, con I would have worries about going ahead with the styling. My recommendation would be probably not to go ahead with the styling if you're not willing to have the artwork come in. That's how important it is to us. Um, and we have had clients that I've had that conversation with before. If they are very, very um, 
non-negotiable on the artwork. We don't negotiate. We, we don't go to 3M hooks. What we'll do is we'll do um, things like floor mirrors or put stuff on console tables, things like that. Those situations arise when it's an integrated style. They have literally just spent $15,000, $20,000 of having the interior of their home painted and if it doesn't sell, they're still going to live there. It's not an investment property. So that's generally been those conversations when they're being had. But yeah, mm. it doesn't. You can't get around it all the time. And I totally understand where people are coming from. I think it's having that empathy for their their viewpoint as well. What, what about the comment? Um, and this is something that I know that the agents talk about. But so do you around when it sells, it's part of the, the property. So, oh, people, yeah. you know, the, so it's the in the buyer. sales contract. So yeah. yeah, basically anything that's in a in a wall is classified as one of the fixtures and fittings that is sold in the house. The only time that not in Queensland, I don't know about the rest of Australia, um, the only time that is not the case is when it's a new build. In a new build, they do need to replicate it as being brand new. So that those hooks and fixtures do come out of the wall, is, is patched and painted and, re and presented as new to the buyers when they move in. In a pre-loved existing home, you're buying a home with all of its love marks, and that includes fixtures and fittings, curtains, light fixtures, mirrors on the walls in the, in the bathrooms, all those types of things, as well as hooks for artwork. And the reason that that's even worth saying is because mm. sometimes the, the seller uh, is concerned that a potential buyer won't want the hooks. Yeah. So you, you're trying to reassure that that's part of it, that the buyers expect there to be, um, like say, unless it's a new build, they Knowledge. expect there to be um, some of those things like the hooks in the walls. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Ready, set, show, road, valley. Uh, probably the most personal, the most asked questions. Yeah, questions so we appreciate it. Um, how long in business? What was your first year like? And did you start small? Uh, we're coming up on six years in business. Um, probably pretty close to it, depending on when the official start date um, is. Uh, the first year was, you know, was Phoebe making all of the phone calls, going and meeting with agents, um, and it was uh, basically it was a. I was still working in my previous corporate role. Um, I was doing you know, all of the bookkeeping and what I needed to, invoicing and those sorts of things. Um, sometimes at work, at my other work, and I shouldn't have been, um, otherwise outside of hours. Um, and it was about spending as little as possible, or taking as little money out of the business as, as we could so that we could reinvest it all. So we were, it was all about um, bringing on um, the first stylist and then the second stylist in that first year and then also getting as much of our inventory building as we could so things we started small we started with artwork and accessories and linen and cushions and those sorts of things um, and I think within that first year probably six months in we started getting some of the smaller um, furniture items as well bedside tables um, lamps things that could fit in a in a car or a small van um, so yeah the, the first year was I mean it Probably looking back, it probably looked like it felt, and it felt maybe a bit slow, but there was quite a bit of growth by the end of that first year. We I had. Didn't think it felt small. No, it, well, maybe it didn't feel stuff. so small. Every time a job locked in, I had to go buy all the stuff. It probably didn't feel small at the time, yeah. but um, looking back, it's probably maybe a little bit slow. But yeah, I think by the end of that first year, we probably had a couple of full-time stylists, um, and we had our. We didn't have the warehouse yet, but we had storage sheds um, starting to kind of fill up with smaller furniture. Uh, I don't know, was there a third part to that question? Um, I think no, if you look back when we're saying start small, how many jobs did we do? It's a good question. I'd have to double check the numbers. It's <laughs> too long. It though, was like, yeah. I started with one, when the first one locked in, that was like a one bedroom unit. And then yeah. it took a couple of weeks to lock in another one. And then yep. the ball started to roll a little bit faster. So we were doing like three-ish a week. Mm, probably not even quite that, maybe yeah. two a week, something like so that. So it does start slow, but you need yeah. it to start slow because otherwise that capital can't be there. So yep. uh, it obviously depends on your business model. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I have actually done an episode sort of covering um, 
how you've grown the business. I believe it's pinned to the top of our YouTube channel. That I forget what it's called, but it'll basically run you through a bit of the story, which you've touched on here. So thank you for the question. Uh, the next one's all about insurance. So it's from Hope, uh, from their account is Everything by Design on Instagram. So brokers are suggesting I have my inventory insurance at the warehouse, but then also in the properties. This seems to be doubling up to be paying all of the in inventory cover both uh, what's in and out. Would love to know how you do it and if you are aware of a company that provides cover where the vendor can opt for it. If so, we'd love to know any uh, broker recommendations. Uh, I guess the first, I mean, we can kind of talk a little bit about um, what we have from an insurance point of view, but I guess the first point to make there is that you really need to talk to an insurance broker yourself. Um, definitely don't no, take... They, they've talked to yep. a couple. So definitely don't take our word for it. Um, also, ours are specific to Queensland yep. and specific to Brisbane, because I know that Townsville no longer offer insurance. No, there isn't an um, insurance company up there or Australia-wide that will offer insurance to the styling companies that are in Townsville. They're having a lot of trouble with it. So okay. this is specific to Brisbane. So we've got a couple of things set up and I can't remember the exact terminology that they use or what, what it's called. Um, but obviously we have our in-the-warehouse insurance um, and then we have our part of the insurance that's kind of in transit and while it's out in the properties. Um, and the, one, the reason that you have both in terms of you know, the question about doubling up is that in the, the amount that you're insured for in your warehouse is going to be an amount that is you know, adequate for, depending, like in, in this business is very cyclical. So right now we've got quite a lot of furniture. So we need to make sure that our insurance cyclical. Cyclical? Yep, cyclical, cyclical, whatever. Okay, I'm going to call me. you on that one. Um, so right now we need to make sure that our insurance covers as much as we've got in, uh, like in the warehouse right now. But obviously when we get busy and we empty out, um, you know, that insurance is probably going to be over the top for what's in the warehouse. So that's the first thing is you need to make sure that whatever that insurance amount is or what you're covered for, um, it covers probably the, the period where you're quietest and you're going to have the most furniture here. The amount that we're covered for while out in a property is different and it's, it's not that we, um, I'm not even sure how to explain this, it's not that we're covered for all of the properties that are out. So right now we have about 125 houses out. We're not insured for all of them at one time. We're insured for a particular property and that insurance covers any property. So if a property floods tomorrow, we're insured for that property. Uh, if and then if another one you know, has fire damage a week later, that's a separate claim on the same policy. Um, whereas if you had, um, we kind of had Change, this- Did we change this after the last oil flood? No, so we had, yeah, so the, the problem that we had, uh, or potential problem we nearly had was that when we had the flooding um, recently- Occur across, not, yeah. like this time last year yeah, it we, was. So the risk was that we had, you know, 10 properties at the same time from the same event um, have damage and the policy doesn't cover them separately because it's all one event. So that's where we kind of needed to talk to our insurance broker and make sure that a single event covered enough um, of the properties at the same time. We were unbelievably fortunate that out of all the properties, one, yeah. it was just one that we had flood that day. Like, that was just... Mm, yeah. Um, in terms of recommendations, we've got... Um, we could probably put a link somewhere, I guess, so, but Melissa um, Burglis, who mm -hmm. is at Sunshine Coast yep. Insurance Brokers, I think it's called. Yep. Um, and she's been looking after us for uh, pretty much from the start. Awesome. Yeah. So we're through the Allianz Small Business Insurance. I yeah. don't know if that's still available. I don't know if we're still, like, I, I don't know the, the circumstances to it, but she's phenomenal and understands our industry very, very well. Yep. Mm. Um, follow up question. Um, what if, what happens if items go missing? Recently had outdoor accessories disappear, decided to write them off as don't think it's the vendor's fault. I uh, would like to know what you would do in this situation. The same? Yeah, right or off. If it's, 
obviously it depends on what crew's missing. Um, is it worth doing an insurance claim over accessories? No, it's the same as if they break, fall down, that sort of thing, a lamp being broken in transit by myself, all those sorts of things. That's sort of that's the cost of this that, industry yeah. that we are in. Um, if it's an entire outdoor lounge suite that goes missing, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. um, but we've had throw rugs that have disappeared, those sorts of things, it happens. We don't, we don't like it, but it's If there's easier. a consistency yeah. there, that's different. It's the same reason we don't, from a, an inventory tracking point of view, we track all of our furniture and the bigger items, but there's a reason that we don't bother tracking individual accessory items because the, the time cost of trying to set that up and maintain it and check things in and out was just going to be more of a waste than what the value we get out of it. So, so we do a more of a photography Yep, and we, ac and we accept yeah. that we're going to lose things or have things damaged from time to time. Yep. Uh, I don't know what this name is. No... Gurani, Gurani. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that. I definitely am pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> what are the main questions you ask in an interview? Oh, I'm not giving those secrets away. <laughs> there, so well, we, we can talk about what uh, without <laughs> telling exactly. Well, the re there's a reason. Tell them why there's a reason. You're not saying, okay. Yeah. So I have three questions. So in a stylist interview, I don't know if you did the same in a media or a logistics. Similar. Sim yeah. yeah. So in our admin as well as the stylist interviews that we've just recently done, actually always done, I have three questions that I ask. The questions I ask uh, are not expertise-based, they're not getting their background, they are to figure out the type of person they are. We obviously, mm -hmm. to us, team culture is imperative and we want to get the right person in. And I want somebody who's loud and vibrant and basically like a little me, and I need to figure out if they are. Um, so somebody who's going to answer the questions in a certain way mm -hmm. gets a foot up compared to somebody who answers the questions differently, hence why I can't tell you the secret. And well, that, I, I'll tell you, that is why we ask for your star sign. <laughs> yeah, sure, that's Jake's favourite question. Start talking about star signs when I'm there and you're cut. Jake. <laughs> well, hang on, I'm going to give him a little bit more. Cause oh, you I are? Think, well, as in, the, the question that we don't want to tell you exactly what it is, the, the no, type three of... three questions. Yeah, I don't know, but there's one in particular that we don't want to say, and the reason is it's, a, it's supposed to be a question that we kind of put you on the spot a mm. little bit, mm. um, and the point is you're not going to be prepared to know that you're like there is no knowing the answer beforehand we're kind of putting you on the spot and seeing how you deal with it so the point of that is well, the reason we're not telling you is because we don't want somebody to yeah. come in knowing that we're going to ask it okay here's one but that's similar test. sort of thing so i was at our elite retreat last year and yeah. one of the there was an icebreaker question they had for the table so they're like you've just purchased the lease for a warehouse and you've gone in and you've got three hundred thousand tea bags without the string what are you doing with those tea bags Damn, that right? is a good question. <laughs> so that that's the sort of like you're under the pressure. You're expected to ask quickly, answer quickly. I'm obviously sitting there watching you, just seeing what you come up with. What would you guys do in that situation? <laughs> You'd sell them. People, for you can, what? You sell buy, them for what? You buy, Who's going to buy tea bags? Go to Woolworths. You can buy tea bags without the string. That's oh, yeah, you a, can that's actually. A, that's true. They're just you like can, going like in you know, a teapot. And stuff. Well, they came up with yeah. um, things like um, well done, Jake. You got to doing work with yep. cucumber for your eyes and um, three hundred thousand tea bags for. Well, someone your said um, empty them out and take out the tea, but then use the the little strainer bags and sell them to hairdressers for them to uh, use for certain. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, okay. there was some inventive ideas. I'd throw them in the I bin. I feel like my <laughs> is a bit easier. It's just a waste of time. Yeah. Okay. You fail. We wouldn't yeah. employ you. No, just put them up. Just put them up. Mark, I see what you get. Marketplace. There you go. You might get a green. Can I can yeah. I give them one one more of the? I, Ooh, I actually want to. So one of the questions that you ask, I'm going to actually say what it is because I don't think <sighs> it matters. But I think the, the reason I want to say it is because it's a really good one. Okay. Because um, often. 
in these sort of interviews, like say you're trying to figure out who a person is, um, what they're like, their personality, and if you ask somebody to describe themselves, they go into kind of sales mode, they talk, they use words that um, they think you want to hear a lot of the time. So the way that we ask basically the same question, but in a way that we found gets better answers is we say, how would your best friend describe you? Because it kind of puts you, it puts the person in somebody else's shoes. So just how they think about themselves probably changes and how they describe themselves changes. So we've yeah. found that asking it that way gets a better response, right? Yep. Cool. Very cool. Um, that's probably all the questions for now. Again, you guys are doing very well tight, keeping the podcast going, so I'm just going to save questions for next time. Um, again, they're questions at the AI. You very politely said we talk too much. <laughs> no, it's good. Waffle. <laughs> I, well, my aim is to make the podcast at least like 15 minutes long, and we've, we've achieved that, so that's good. Right. Um, under an over, overrated section, yep. for, uh, zombie movies slash TV shows, under or overrated? Uh, overrated for me. Overrated? Yeah. Have you, you haven't seen the latest TV show called The Last of Us? No, you told me about it. it. Really we are watching it. Jack Reacher. Yeah, there's no zombies in there. No, we're not. That's not what we're watching. Oh. We're what watching we Jack watching? Ryan. Jack Ryan. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Jack yes. Ryan. Yeah, we're Jack watching Ryan. Jack... Yeah. It's not Jack Reacher? No, it's not. Oh. No, there is a difference. Yeah. Isn't that his name? <laughs> no. Oh, no, it's we're not. Yeah, two seasons, <laughs> isn't it? I don't even know what we're watching. That's a completely different one that we're going to watch next. <laughs> yeah. No, you're watching the one with... Uh, what do you, Ted John, 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 John Krasinski. 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 Yeah. yeah, it's a really good show, that one, on Amazon. Uh, no zombies. Ducted Aircon. Oh. Underrated. Yep, that. Yeah. Underrated. Yeah, you want it. Yeah. Actually, in Queensland, I don't actually... It's... Yeah. yeah. Necessity. Uh, City Views. For me, overrated. Not that I don't like them, but for the increased price and... Underrated if I'm it. not paying for the property. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever see them advertise City Views and then it's like... City Glimpses. You, you can barely see it. You have to like <laughs> stand up your your toes. Have you seen that done? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually... Yeah, yeah. Um, so that. we had one where we had to position a bed in a certain way. Yeah. So that... Uh, which is where you would never, ever position yeah. a bed because they wanted to be able to say River Views yeah. and City Glimpses. This is in Fairfield. Yeah. Um, so, yes, you could... If you stood on the bed, you could see the city out the window. That's a bit cheeky, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Bunning Sausage Sizzle. Overrated. Ooh, underrated. I don't like sausages very much. I don't, don't get it very often, but when I do, I'm pretty excited. Mm. Last one. Pillow talk. Oh. <laughs> Just as a general store. Oh, over, I, overrated. I yeah. spend a lot of money there. <laughs> no, over. Under. Underrated. Yeah, like, as in I like it a lot. Like it, yeah. Man, I struggle with this thing. You, since, <laughs> since day one, we have <laughs> not got the concept. Let's it's a pretty to, straightforward let's concept, right? Let's just to talk uh, a little bad. No, uh, I, I like it. it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't have an answer for that one. And back to Jess. Now that I've recognised who said hi to us before, right at mm. home staging, Jess Dwyer. I haven't spoken to Jess in years, oh. so I hope you're very, very well. In, I don't know if you saw the podcast. But I also you. hope you're well, Jess. You. Me too. I don't think you've met. You've met Jess. Yeah, we. Um, yeah, so Jess at the conference. Yeah. I interviewed Jess on the podcast years ago. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, well, thank you very much for listening to the podcast, Jake. Putting you on the spot. Are we going to see a new podcast soon from you? We sure are. Cool. <laughs> Do you want to come in a very to a time vague frame? note? We're well, saying yeah, right. Yeah, right. In the month of February. Right, guys, thanks for listening. Are we going to see you next wrap this up in the month of February, where you are a more interview-based podcast? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> lock, it, lock him in, guys. I well, thanks again it. for listening. Yeah. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Cody. Thank, thank you, Phoebe. Thank you. And see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.